Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Hi, Church. Oh, it's such an honour to get to come and open up the Bible with you this morning. We're continuing our series on the gifts of the Spirit, which Pastor Malcolm has just been speaking so well into. And today we're going to be looking at the gift of healing. So at the end of my message, we are going to pray and we're going to invite God to bring gifts of healing. Uh, so, you know, I just want to encourage you just to let your faith rise, that maybe if you know somebody uh, who, who needs healing, or maybe you need healing, then let's just get prepared and get ready that who knows, maybe God might want to bring healing into your life or to bring healing through your prayers into someone else's life. And you know, maybe uh, you'd appreciate just texting somebody to tell them, hey, I want to, at the end, I'm going to pray for you, you know, or maybe God brings someone into your mind that you think, oh, wow, yeah, okay, I want to pray for them. Or if you would love to know that someone's going to pray for you, why don't you just text them now? Just text them and say, hey, listen, would, 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 you, be, would you be praying for me when we pray at the end? Uh, because, yeah, we're just going to see what God might want to do today. So we've been looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and just want to encourage you, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14 are just amazing uh, chapters in the Bible uh, that for you to be reading while we're going through this series. And I'm just going to dip into a few verses from chapter 12 to help found, uh, to lay a foundation for what we're going to look at today on healing. So if you've got a Bible, why don't you get it out, go into your app on your phone and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm just going to pick out a few verses uh, to help us. So in this is a passage where it's looking at the spiritual gifts, gifts that God loves to give by his Holy Spirit to us through other people. So it says this uh, in verse four, it says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them all. Then in verse seven, it says now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Then he starts to list some of the spiritual gifts. And we see then in verse 9, he says, To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. And then in verse 11, he says, All these are the work of one Spirit, one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So we see that spiritual gifts, they're all given by the Holy Spirit. They are given for the common good. Gifts of healing is one of those gifts of the Spirit. And then finally, that the Holy Spirit gives them as he determines to give them. So this is the, this is the passage that we're going to be looking at. And there are, I think there are different kinds of healing that we see in the world. And I'm sure that, you know, there's lots of overlap between these areas. But I just want to give you three different areas of healing that I think we see. First of all, there's natural healing. So, you know, when I was nine years old, I, I broke both the bones in my arm. It was a bad break. And uh, it was, yeah, it was painful. It was, wasn't a nice experience. But one operation and six weeks later in a cast my body had healed itself. God has built into the fabric of his creation, both on a, 
on a global scale, in an ecosystem scale, in my emotions, in my mind, in my body. God has built mechanisms that healing is something that takes place as time goes on, uh, which is amazing. We should thank God for that. The second kind of healing, which was also in that story, is, is medical healing. And we thank God for the advances in medicine that mean so many of us can, can be aided and live good lives because of what medicine and what medical professionals can do to us. You know, my arm healed itself, but it needed someone to put it back in place first, you know, and some of us need medicines to live. So we have medical healing, which again, I think God loves to work through medical healing. And then finally, I think we have the spiritual gift of healing, which is where I think where that natural process of healing is miraculously accelerated or something that couldn't have been healed or made whole, either through the passing of time or through medicine, is miraculously restored to somebody's body. And what we're going to look at today is we're going to look at that final lot of healing, that that spiritual gift, that miraculous moment where I was in pain and now I'm not in pain. And God loves to work through all the different kinds of healing that there are. And I'm sure there's a lot of overlap between those. Uh, but I hope that's just a helpful framework for us to know that we're talking about those, those miraculous moments where we go, wow, I can't believe that's just happened, where God gives us a gift of healing into a moment. And before we come to praying at the end, I want to create, I want to give you like a biblical framework from which we can look at the gift of healing. And the reason I want to do that is because when we talk about healing, we're talking about a gift that, that comes into people's lives when we are in pain or we are suffering or even dying. And because of that, how we relate to it is very, very emotive. It can be very emotive based on our past experience, based on the experience that we've seen relatives or loved ones go through, or based on what our experience right now is. We can come with a lot of emotions and a lot of baggage to something when we talk about healing. So I want to I give us a framework from which we're then going to actually pray and hopefully see God do some miracles. So to start with, in, in the Bible and in the New Testament, we, the, the Bible is not shy in being realistic about what life is like. You know, the Bible is honest in saying that, you know, the world has issues, the world has challenges. And when you become a Christian, as Christians, we don't, we don't have some kind of immunity to the challenges of the world. And that includes sickness and disease and death. We don't have some kind of magic pill that means we don't, you know, we, we, we never get sick. The Bible is very upfront in saying that we will face those. You know, Jesus, when Jesus was, was praying and talking with his disciples just before he was going to die and leave them and go to heaven, he, he says in John chapter 16, he told his disciples, in this world, you will have troubles, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. You know, and Jesus was about to overcome the world through his death and his resurrection. But even with that, he still wanted to, to encourage and remind his disciples that he, they would still face troubles in this world. So the Bible is not shy in telling us that just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're going to somehow rise above the troubles that the world has. 
And, but at the same time, because of what Jesus has done, we have this picture in Revelation, which is the final book of the Bible. We have this picture in Revelation chapter 21, verse 4, where we see an image, a picture of what the eternal kingdom of God will look like. A kingdom that Jesus says that when we die and we go to be with him or when he returns, it will be our eternal home with him. And he says in, we see in Revelation 21 verse 4, this image where it says there is no sickness, there is no suffering, there are no tears and there is no death. So we see this picture of an eternal future where none of the troubles of this world are present anymore. And that is an amazing reality. And I just want to take a moment to remind us, you know, that that's true. If you've received Jesus, then I want to encourage us, you know, that we're talking about gifts of healing. Well, you know, if you've received Jesus, then by his death, by him taking on the punishment for our sin, and in his resurrection, him conquering death by rising from it and, and winning that victory for us, when we receive the death and resurrection of Jesus, when we make Jesus our saviour, we actually have been given the greatest gift of healing that the universe has ever known. Our relationship with God was healed and restored so that we could have an eternal home with Jesus. And that's not just some kind of ethereal thing. That's true. If you're a Christian today, I want to encourage you that we should thank God that ultimately, whatever happens on the earth now, that is the future that God has won for us. And it's already been won for us on the cross and by the resurrection. You know, and if, if, if you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, then when, when, when I've finished, we're going to give you an opportunity that if you want to, you can receive Jesus as your saviour. You know, and we believe that in doing so, we put our hope in him. And we believe that by doing that, we actually get to know God who made everything and our eternity is secure in Jesus. But you know, that's true. And if we, one of the dangers that we have is that if we think like only with that future in mind, then it can easily lead us to believe that, oh, all right, well, that's true of eternity. And in this world, we'll have troubles. So basically, thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to crack on with life. I'll take the good. I'll take the bad, whatever, because one day I'm going to go to heaven and be with Jesus and everything will be fine. And it's not that that's not true. OK, but I've got three. I want to give you three reasons why I think that's not all we're called to do. We're not just called to to just kind of put everything on hold and just go thank you Jesus I've got everything I need so I'll just wait until heaven comes or I'll wait till I go and be with Jesus and everything will be okay and here are those three reasons firstly when Jesus teaches his disciples to pray when Jesus teaches us what our prayer life should look like and prayer is our way of communicating with God about being in relationship with God he says this, this is in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew is one of the Gospels, one of the books where we see the stories of the accounts of Jesus' life on earth. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, this is what it says. It says, Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, Jesus 
teaches his disciples, he teaches us in this moment, that that kingdom that we just looked at, where we, you know, we are face to face with God, the presence of God is there, there's no sickness, there's no death, there's no suffering. Jesus says that kingdom, we are called to pray that that kingdom wouldn't just wait for us, but that kingdom that is true in heaven would come on earth now, today. In fact, not just are we called to pray that, but Jesus actually, in teaching us to pray it, he tells us that in, in the very heart of our relating with God, that is supposed to be part of how we relate to God, is with a desire to bring about what's true in heaven, what will be true for my eternity, and to bring it on earth now. The second reason I think we're not just called to wait for heaven is if you actually look at the life of Jesus, if you look at the life of Jesus, which is our pattern for living, Jesus is the single best example of what it looks like to live the perfect human life, doing what he saw God do and living without sin and bringing the kingdom of God to earth. If you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus heals people all the time. He goes about healing people, bringing about healing and wholeness into people's bodies, into their relationships, into their social standing. This is part, it's not just part of, it's at the heart of what it means for Jesus to live his life on earth. In his actions, he demonstrates that healing people is part of bringing that kingdom on earth right now. He, he heals he, he, he makes blind eyes see. He makes deaf ears hear. He takes paralyzed people and gives them the ability to walk again. He even raised people from the dead. So we see that not only is this something that is a part of the kingdom, but that God loves to do it. You know, Jesus ministered on the earth for, for three years and among lots of other things, he chose, he chose heal people along the way. And so we see in the heart of God towards his people is healing. And when we look at Jesus, who we're supposed to emulate in his life, we see that he healed people. And then, not just that, he then, in, in John chapter 14, he encouraged his disciples and said, you've seen everything I've done, well, you're going to do even greater things than what you've seen me doing. And he says that when we pray for things in his name, they will be given to us. So not only do we see that Jesus did it, so we should do it. He also instructs us that we will also see the things that he did. We will see those things. And that includes, it's not just exclusively healing, but it includes healing. And then finally, number three, why I think we're not just supposed to wait for heaven, is 1 Corinthians 12. Is this this passage where we look at spiritual gifts, because at the very end of that list, Paul lists gifts and he says, we should eagerly desire these gifts. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't use the word desire very often in my life. It's a very passionate word. I desire something. But when, when in, in our Bibles, it says desire. And not only does Paul say desire it, he says he sticks eagerly on top of it. You're supposed to eagerly desire these gifts. So we see, my, my third reason is that, that not only do we see in Jesus that we see him teaching us to pray that we should bring the kingdom, not only do we see in his life 
that he brought the kingdom and that looked like healing and, we're, and then he said we would do it, we also find here an instruction that says we are supposed to eagerly desire these gifts and one of those gifts is healing. So I think we're supposed to desire this, but when we only focus on that truth, it can lead us to believe that maybe there's some formula for seeing healing come. You know, and if you think that there's some formula, if you pray, if you use the name of Jesus, or if you, you know, if you do the right thing, then this, or if I just believe, then this will happen. And therefore we could think that every single time we pray, we will see people get healed. And I don't know about you, but when I look at my life and the life of everyone around me, and even if you look back over the nearly 2000 years of church history, that's simply not the experience of the church. We don't, maybe there's moments or times when lots of people get healed, but it's, there's no formula to be able to say, if you just one plus one plus one will equal healing, it doesn't work like that. And when we come with an expectation that is that we're never gonna see trouble, we're never gonna see strife, everything will get healed, everything will restored, then when we pray for people and maybe we don't see something happen, it can lead us to disappointment, discouragement, resentment, uh, even walking away from God. Or maybe we seek to, we try and find answers that says, oh, it must have been my fault or it must have been their fault or maybe they didn't have enough faith or she didn't have enough faith or maybe there's some sin in their life and we maybe we try and find a blame to, to, to explain why healing hasn't come. But I want to say that we... We can't overemphasize this truth and forget where we started with this framework, which was the Bible saying, in this world, you will have troubles. And the truth that says, ultimately, we won't see the fullness of what God's kingdom is going to be like until Jesus comes again. You know, I think even of the greatest healing miracle, let's say that Jesus did, which, you know, let's say raising someone from the dead. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus raised a man called Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus isn't still alive today. Why? Because he was still subject to the reality of the world, which involves dying. You know, he would have grown old and died. And so we know that there, even if you've got the, the greatest miracle ever, there's still more that's going to come in the kingdom of God. And so we live between these two tensions, between these two truths, sorry, in tension, between the reality that says, in this world, you will have trouble. Christians are not immune from suffering and disease. And there is this kingdom that we're not going to experience in full until Jesus comes. We live in the tension of that and Jesus teaching us to pray. No, cry out for it, call out for it, bring the kingdom on earth now, desire spiritual gifts, heal the sick, you know. And we live within the, the, the tension of these two truths. And you know, if we're going to live within the tension of these two truths, if we're going to seek gifts, then we need wisdom. We need wisdom to know how to navigate life within these two realities. And, you know, one of the things which I think has just been fantastic about this series is the way Pastor Malcolm has rooted our teaching on spiritual gifts in the presence of God in the presence of God. If we are going to 
have a desire for spiritual gifts. We need to get into the presence of God. We need to pray and read our Bibles and go to church and have wisdom from people who know more than us. And, you know, we need to be connected in to God through his Holy Spirit. Because if we know God, then we have the source of wisdom that we need and we're able to navigate the complexities of life and not get discouraged, not get disheartened and not just give up and think, oh, it's fine, I'll just wait till I get to heaven. No, we need wisdom. You know, if you've got a desire for spiritual gifts, that's a good thing. And if we've got a desire for it, then we need to have a desire for the gift giver. We need to, we need to hunger for the presence of God and believe that as we do that, the fruit and the gift of his kingdom will come in and through our lives as we hunger after God, after God first. So I'd like to just share, uh, I'd like to share just a, a little bit about my own story because that framework that I portrayed, we, we have to cycle through that sometimes, you know, to, to be reminded that, you know, we, we don't, we're not going to see everything now, you know, we, we're not immune from stuff, but yet we're supposed to pursue and desire. But then if we do see something, we're supposed to thank God. And if we don't see what we wanted to see, we're not just supposed to give up. We're supposed to get back on our knees and hunger for God. And this cycle, this framework is where we live when we're looking at things like the gift of healing. And my own story is that when I was, when I was about 25, um, I felt stirred from God to, to, to think and to write down some things that I wanted to be or I wanted to have done by the time I was 30. Uh, you know, what kind of man of God do I want to be when I'm 30? And during this time, lots of things, you know, came out of that. But one of the things was that God started to, uh, God started to bring about a passion for, for healing and to see healing come. And I decided at that time, led by God, to, I decided that I was going to be the person who, who didn't give up pursuing this gift. So I said to God, God, I am not going to give up pursuing this gift until I'm 40. I just thought, let's just put a number on this and go, right, in 15 years from when I was 25, if I've seen no fruit, if there's no evidence that this is a gift that you'd want to use me in, then I will reevaluate when I'm 40. But you know what? Until then, I'm going to be relentless. I'm going to eagerly desire this gift, among others, but I'm going to go hard after this gift. I'm going to pursue your kingdom and see if this is something that you want to bring about through my life. Because... There are people who need healing. There are people who need to be set free from the things that are holding them back in their bodies, in their relationships, in their minds. And I want to see that. And, you know, I'm, I'm 32 now, so, and, and I haven't stopped. But, you know, in that time, I have prayed for a lot of people, okay? Like, I've prayed for a lot of people. And I would say that I have seen, like, a few get healed, just a few, you know, and I've had that joyful moment of praying for someone and the pain disappearing from their body. And that is, it's, it's amazing. But I've also, you know, in, in my role here on staff at church throughout the years, I've also had the privilege of, of walking with people who are suffering and dying and prayed prayers with people and not seen God do anything. And had those questions that have no answers, had those, those frustrations and, 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 and those moments where, where we're upset, you know. And I've had to live through the, 
the, the temptation to just give up and to not try and pursue this. And, you know, if I had to remind myself that, know that that call to, to pray for the kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven, the, the call to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts doesn't go away because of our experiences. And I've also had to remind and encourage myself with the reality that, do you know what, actually we could have the worst experience that the earth has got to offer us and ultimately our victory is in Jesus. And, you know, in, when, when we rise again with him, we will be victorious. You know, and, and I, tell you, I tell you those things about myself for two reasons. One, because I want to encourage you that if you are someone who has even an inkling of a passion or a desire to see God come and bring this gift into the life of the church, I want to fan that into flame and say, don't give up. Don't give up. You know, we've, the Bible talks about spiritual gifts in the context of a body and the body has different parts and different ones of us have got different passions and get used by God in different gifts. So if you've got absolutely no desire or inkling towards this gift, that's also okay. You know, you can, God wants to use us in all sorts of different ways. And the other reason I want to tell you that I've told you this about myself is because there's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about people hungering and desiring to see the spiritual gifts come in and through their lives. And just because you're not seeing it in full doesn't mean you should give up on a passion to see it. You know, Pastor Malcolm said it a few weeks ago, but the, we, the, if, if, if I've got a gift of healing for someone, it's not about me. There's nothing special about the, the, the person giving it. You know, the way I see it, it's like a delivery driver. You know, if, if, if someone buys you a gift and they send it to you, you know, uh, and someone delivers it to your door, you don't call up the delivery company and thank them so much for this gift. You know, there's nothing special about the delivery driver. They didn't make the gift and they didn't give you, the, they, 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 didn't, they didn't like pay for it, you know? Uh, the special people are the someone who gives it to you and you who receives it. There's nothing special about the delivery driver. So I want to encourage you not to count yourself out. If you're someone like me who's prayed for loads of people and not seen people get healed, maybe just seen a few, don't count yourself out. If you're someone who's never prayed for someone to receive a gift of healing, don't count yourself out. Because God, who knows, God might actually want to use you in just a few moments when we pray to deliver a gift of grace, which is what the spiritual gifts are. They're gifts of grace. We don't earn them. He might want you to deliver one of those through your prayers into someone else's life. So we're going to pray in just a moment. And but I just want to, I just want to ask two things of us before we pray. Um, and the first is that, just don't count yourself out. And the second is uh, that I want us to promise that we're not going to get discouraged if we don't see what we wanted to see. Okay, you know, uh, I'm a great believer that whether, if we see healing come, praise God. You know, I believe that we're going to see some healing come in a minute. We should praise him and we should thank him and we should worship him. And if we don't see healing come, we should praise him, we should worship him and we should thank him. And we should just go back to the presence of God, however it goes down. Um, so I just want us to encourage us with those two things before we pray. One, don't count yourself out. If you've got someone in your mind, well, why not? Let's have faith to believe that, that God might want to use you to bring a gift to somebody. Or if you want healing yourself, 
either let's text somebody or have faith that as I pray, maybe I've got a gift for you from God to see healing come into your emotions, into your mind, into your mental health, into your physical body, into your relationships. You know, Jesus seems to respond to faith. And so I want to encourage us to stir up our faith. But also there's, there's this amazing prayer in the Old Testament where King David, who the Bible says was a man after God's own heart. And one of my favourite things about King David is that he seems like he's like a New Testament man, but living within the Old Testament. He just seems to get grace. He seems to understand God's heart. And he just seems to be able to, you know, he praises God with these amazing prayers of salvation and grace. He, he knows the Holy Spirit. He just seems like a real New Testament guy. And there's this moment where David is suffering because he's got a child who it looks like that child's going to die. And, and he is crying out to God. He's praying and he's fasting for the life of this child. And in Samuel 12, verse 22, it says, David says, who knows? Maybe the Lord, maybe, maybe the Lord will be gracious to me. Who knows? And I want to encourage us as we come to pray now, let's have that mindset of David. We don't know how all this is going to work out, but who knows? Maybe God wants to bring healing into your life, through you into someone else's life today. So if you're with people that you're praying with, why not pray together? And as I pray, if you've got your own words, your own scriptures, your own whatever, you can use those. You don't have to go along with what I'm saying. But also, if you have no idea what to do, then, hey, I'm going to pray and you can just pray along with me. And let's believe. Let's have faith. This is something God wants to do. He loves to do it. He taught us the desire to do it. And we're going to see if he wants to bring this gift into our lives now. So let's pray, church. Well, Heavenly Father, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done. We thank you that your presence is here with us. And we invite you to bring heaven to earth now. We invite you to come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so Holy Spirit, we also pray now that you would give us gifts of healing as we pray over the names that we've thought of, God, as we pray over the illnesses that you've brought to our mind. And we say, come with your healing power and bring about this mighty gift of grace to come and transform people's lives. We speak healing into bodies, healing into minds, healing into relationships, healing into emotions, radical, miraculous healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you've been praying and or if you've been prayed for, then I want to encourage you in this moment. Don't just stop at the praying bit. Let's see what God has done. Now, with wisdom and carefully, why don't you just have a feel of that knee or of your shoulder or I don't know what it is. You may be feeling like a warmth coming over your heart now or, you know, you may feel that you're, I don't know, whatever you might be feeling or you might feel nothing. But why not just have a little test out and see what God might have done? This is where I think we activate our faith because we don't just sit comfortably thinking, oh, I prayed for someone. We're not after the spiritual gift of praying for people this morning. We want to see the spiritual gift of healing come into people's lives. So ask the person you're with, have a test out. Don't feel under pressure. If nothing's happened, be honest. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't their fault. Hey, who knows? We're not really sure why, but hey, in this world you'll have troubles. But hey, let's praise and worship God that he has overcome the world. And if you have, for those of you who have just received the gift of healing, 
or that person that you've been texting and said, oh my goodness, my pain's gone. Let us know. Email us at amen at heart.church. Amen at heart.church. We want to share your story. So one final thing is I'd just like to pray again because, you know, hey, why not? Let's just ask God again. Maybe you felt something, but it's still not quite right. Maybe you felt nothing. Hey, well, let's take a moment to not be discouraged, not be disheartened, but let's come back again, knowing that God has got all of this in his hands and let's just ask him again. So I'm going to pray again. Why don't you pray again? Father, we pray for gifts of healing to come now in the name of Jesus. We release healing now. We thank you for your presence and we thank you that your kingdom is coming now on earth as it is in heaven. So we come to you again, Holy Spirit, the one who gives these gifts to us as you decide. And who knows, God, maybe you might want to be gracious to us and give us gifts of healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, we hope you have a great week and we can't wait to hear your stories of what God has done in and through your lives this morning. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.